God. Hey, so I had a tough time finding a hat for today's podcast. No, this, this is – so every hat I have, every team last week lost. Hawks, Chargers. I tried to put on a Padres. They're still – they're not even in the playoffs anymore. I can't – someone took my Bills hat. Shar took it. I think she did. I Chiefs are in the dumps. I got to – I don't know what I'm going to do through the rest of the season. You went with Hercules. Yeah. Have you been here? This bar? No. Best burgers in town. We're going to take you next time you come. Well, why, why is it the best burger? I always love when people say, oh, it's the best burger. Why is it the best burger? It's juicy. It's fresh. They get their meat from this butcher that is just unbelievable. And so the meat what's is the, what's the What's the fat to, to meat ratio? A lot of fat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Beyond the meat. What type of cheese on the cheeseburger? American, cheddar, Swiss, what do they do? Shredded, unshredded? Shredded lettuce, tomatoes, pickle. Shredded lettuce, that's key. Yeah. Okay. Tomato, and, uh, you know, I usually have a couple cervezas in me, so I don't know the cheese. <laughs> I think the cheese is cheddar. Best burger. Best burger. I think the cheese of course, is anything's cheddar. the best burger after five beers. Come on. <laughs> Come on, Hercules. Come on. All right, let's get into it. WST. All right. Standard six. Give us our plug. 88 acres. By the way, I got my new shipment in. The blueberry lemon fire. So good. So good. It's like it's like a lemon bar. It's like a little dessert in your mouth every time you eat it. it it's it's amazing. It's absolutely and the fact that it's only seeds is even better. It's filling. Couple mandarin oranges, mid 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 afternoon snack. Feel like I'm back in preschool, and I think we had our first person, actually our first person that I know of yesterday. I think there's been hundreds before her, but my aunt used. Is it WST fifteen? WST fifteen promo code. WST fifteen saved her fifteen percent on her Nola, which she loves. She can't get enough. She's giving it to me for Christmas. I told her. I, I don't need it, but I think I'm getting it for Christmas. Amazing. The gift that keeps on giving, 88 acres. Yeah. Is that an okay plug? Do we, you want to plug in a little more? I want to kick this show off right. Buenas right. noches. <laughs> Viva Mexico. This is Big it, Ben Tom? and K-Win. I'm K-Win, and my tequila drinking partner is Big Ben. And this is By Mageddon. Six NFL teams have buys this week. And also, your Los Angeles Chargers have a buy this week. And looking back at their week six shellacking against the Ravens, they are the team that most likely is deserving and fitting for this bye week. Did you watch any of that game? Uh, you know what? When I, I actually, yes, I did. And here's the funny part. And I hate to pat myself on the back but i asked austin when we were picking this game he's not scared of the three-headed monster monster of Le'Veon bell uh <laughs> freeman and who's the, the third latavius murray yeah and they all scored i know that's nuts. that's nuts they have more they have more people on ir than they know what to do with and yet they're still five and one Hey, listen, East, going to the East Coast, going to MIT, I've been, I've been in that stadium. 
it's a tough place to play. Like it's just it was a trap game for them, in my opinion. They'll brush it off. They got a buy. Fine. Chargers fine. fine. Speaking of bye weeks, last weekend was my bye week because I spent most of my time <laughs> drinking tequila and not watching NFL action. So you're gonna have to pick me up this week on the NFL. Oh, I got you, my friend. I spent the entirety of the day red zone. Char went out to get a massage, got herself a Negroni, did some shopping. It was me and Kennedy focused on red zone, and we had to watch that Hawks game. And man, was that entertaining, which we'll get into later. But I want to break down two guys that are in your Before neck. Before you of break the it down, let's just tell our listeners, first time listeners, because our long term listeners know the format okay. of this show. There's two sets. The first segment is the Western Standard Six. It's about 30 minutes. The six teams we care about, those are the West Coast teams. I'm talking Niners, Rams, Chargers, Raiders, Cardinals, Hawks. We're going to give you the highs and lows of week six. And then the second segment, everyone's favorite segment, we have our pro pick'em partner on the show, Sean Salisbury. You know Sean from his days at quarterback for USC. Fight on. He played in the Ooh. NFL, played for the Seahawks dun, and the Colts. Dun, 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 he spent some dun, time on ESPN as a football analyst. And now his syndicated show, the Sean Salisbury Show, you can catch him every day. He will come on and try to pick winners from 10 games, trying to beat out our year-to-date winner, Kyle Madsen, with eight. Let's get into the show here. All right. Let's do it. So while you were uh drinking the what's drinking the worm at the end of the bottle i was actually watching football so let's break this puppy down huh last week tough week for the western standard six but i I do want to break down this this duo that has impressed me and i i knew they were going to impress but i didn't know they'd impress this much they started clicking so i want to talk a little about cooper cup and matt stafford okay are they on billboards yet that's my first question serious together they probably are, but I don't leave my little bubble, so I. <laughs> I think they're the best duo since Kobe and Shaq for in, in LA. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You got AD and LeBron. Basketball's back. Uh, like I said, they're the best duo since since Shaq and Kobe. All right, so let me. I, I tried to find some parallels between the two. Stafford grew up in Tampa. Cooper wait, wait, grew up on, in. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Stafford played high school football with Clayton Kershaw in Dallas. Okay, grew up in Tampa, went to Dallas. Come on. Who, he was a high-profile athlete. Okay. All Conversely, right. Cooper Cup, Yakima, Washington, Davis High School, white chip recruit. And for those people that actually looked at the Seattle Times when the list of recruits came out, it went like blue chips, red chips, and white chips. White chips were like you ended up at a lower division one, maybe D2, those type of schools. That's who Cooper was. So he goes to Eastern Washington, sets record. All-American as a freshman, had four years over 1,000 receiving yards. Matt Stafford, conversely, he went to the Eastern Washington of the state of Georgia, which is actually Georgia. That doesn't draw any parallels. What I'm saying here, these guys are the odd couple. But yet, You look at Cooper Cup, he's leading the league in receiving yards, second, or excuse me, receiving yards, second league in touchdowns, but just absolutely killing it. And K-Win, here's how I'd like to summarize it. Have you seen Ted Lasso yet? 
my favorite show. I love it. Just finished season two. This is gonna whoa, season two. Easy. So Ted Lasso. This (laughs) this is a Ted Lasso analogy for you. You can call them the odd couple, call them whatever you want. But they look like they could win a three-legged race at the Houston State Fair by a country mile. They're so insane. Love it. Follow that one. That's a little Ted Lasso for you. That is, listen, Bobby Woods is starting to show up a little bit. Cooper Cup's that slot. Here's what I want to ask you. This little bromance that may occur. You think it's on the Brady Edelman level? I think it's close to it. The difference is, is I feel like Brady and Edelman are more Hollywood type. Like they're trying to get GQ. They're trying to be out there. They want to be on TV. I feel like Stafford and Cup put up the numbers, but they just don't want the attention. They just want to win games. Okay, I'll take that. Last thing of note, just on Cooper Cup and how good he was in college, because he's on pace to – I mean, freshman season, 15 games, 93 re- receptions, 1,691 receiving yards, and 21 touchdowns. That was his second best season. In 13 games as a senior, he put up 1,700 yards and 17 touchdowns. The guy's ridiculous. And the one thing I'll point out, he's intelligent too. I'm not saying Cheney Washington breeds PhDs, but I mean, what you saw. He Stafford trusts him. You can audible to him that second touchdown against the Giants where he waltzed in. He looked him off. Cooper's on the same page. Country mile, three-legged race, the country fair in Houston. Let's go. Cooper Cup and Matt Stafford. Any comments? Concerns Cooper Cup over my analogy? Has the West Coast trifecta, which we love. He played high school football on the West Coast. He played college football on the West Coast. And now... He's playing for one of the six NFL teams. Love the combo. I think they're actually more explosive than Brady and Edelman because Mm -hmm. Cup can block, he can catch, he can go across the middle, go route, option route, deep. He does it all. He even gets, um, what, the jet sweep sometimes in the backfield as well. Whereas I feel like Edelman was good over the middle, but that's really, that's all Brady used to. Uh, easy. Edelman will tell you he was a college quarterback, so um, he might refute that claim. I, I, I think I disagree with you here. Edelman's a little more athletic than Cooper Cup, in my opinion, but Cooper runs a little bit better routes. All right, let's get into the other teams in the Western Standard Six. Niners, they win. In case you missed it, they did not lose this week. Congrats <laughs> yeah. to the Niners. Cards win the Boomer Bowl. Uh Tyler, what's his last name right now, K1? MVP. So the cards just have to be thankful. Is he going to be part of that mega parlay? You want to plug your show? Are you going to plug Tyler for MVP in one of your mega parlays? I think we have to. That's a good point. We should. MVP. We should have put that bet in like two weeks ago. There's better odds. (laughs) Hawks have character issues on both sides of the ball. Jamal Adams. I'll get into that in a little bit. DK Metcalf, uh, disappointing in in my opinion. Uh, Chargers couldn't run the ball. They couldn't stop the run. The Ravens, three-headed monster. Bidum, that's a tough place to go play. Uh, Rams, romance, we touched on it. They look good, five and one. 
just behind the cards in the division. Cards have the tiebreaker over them, so they keep pace. Raiders, um, all I have to say is Teddy Bridgewater must have bet heavy on the Raiders when he was in Vegas because he threw four interceptions. Maybe three interceptions and one other turnover, but he looked horrendous. Uh, the game after Gruden, Raiders win. I don't know what to think of the Raiders. Honestly, I can't keep up. Who are the Raiders? They don't. I don't even think they know. Every time I think they're going to lose, they win, and vice versa. So just text me, and then I'll tell you, and then bet the opposite. Yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, do we want to get into elaborate a little bit more on on what's upcoming for each of these teams? You cover three, I cover three. Yeah, let's get into the Rams. I want to talk a little bit about their shellacking against the Giants. There's something you didn't point out. What's that? The Rams not only had four touchdowns thrown by Stafford, the defense had four takeaways, three interceptions. Two were by Tyler Rapp. Shout out to you, Dub. What up, Rick? What up, Huskies? Taylor Rapp. All right. Taylor Rapp. I call him Tyler. Tyler Tater. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> he is the NFC West Defensive Player of the Week. And now the Rams are getting ready for what I'm calling the double revenge game. You've got the Rams versus the Lions. The Stafford for Jared Goff trade is in L.A. And that's all people are talking about. I have one more comment and then would love to hear your take here, Big Ben. Jared Goff feels disrespected. Before the trade, after the trade, he doesn't like how it went down. And you know what? He's also been disrespected this week because his head coach, Dan Campbell, said that he needs to step it up. So it will be interested to see how Goff responds to the current criticism of the 0-16 from his head coach, but also going back to L.A. where he's drafted. And he did lead the Rams to a Super Bowl and brought football back to L.A. All right, here's two things you, you screwed up there. One, you have to be respected to be disrespected. Jared Goff has, I don't think, in the way of quarterbacks, and us, I, be, I believe if we had Austin on like we did last week, he would say the same thing. I don't think he's been respected across the NFL. Second, you said lead the Rams to a Super Bowl. He did. I don't think he led them anywhere. Um, I think that was the defense that got them to that, that position. Um, Listen, if you said, hey, Dan Campbell, do you think Jared Goff erases memory? Do you think this guy that has taken your team to a winless start ever, ever led a team to the Super Bowl? He would laugh. He'd say, Jared Goff? No, not unless he had Jerry Rice on the team, Michael Irving on the team, Emmett Smith, Thurman Thomas, Barry Sanders. Listen, Jared Goff, my take on him, he's Sam Bradford that has just managed to stay injury free. That's who he is. Sam That's Bradford who he got is. Paid, though. So is Jared Goff. So they're the same person. Listen, um, best case, like I said, the Ram story there. McVay tracked him down. McVay's a good salesperson. He compelled Stafford to come. He swindled the Ford family and said, here's Jared Goff. He's still a decent player. Hopefully, you haven't watched any of the games recently. And here they are. Listen, the Rams are going to trounce the Lions. Absolutely trounce. The Lions managed to lose a game after going up by one with 16 seconds left in the game. How do you do that? 
Dan Campbell's not biting enough kneecaps. All right, let's move on. Let's and for the record, those were Jared Goff's quotes. Those weren't mine. So Jared feels <laughs> disrespected. So I just wanted to speak Jared's piece. But let's move on. All right, let me, let me stop. start with the worst here of the teams that I I, I uh, have been asked to cover. The intern plugged me with some data here. Um, I thought it was garbage, so I didn't use it. He's been on the hiatus for too long. Listen, the Seahawks, their identity's gone. There was a stat if you watch the game. Legion of Boom and just how they led the, I believe, the league in NFL in total yardage six straight years. And you had those guys, Cam Chancellor, uh, Browner, Earl Thomas, Richard Sherman. Now the Seahawks just don't know who they are. And that's on both sides of the ball. You had Russ running out there and doing two-minute drills left-handed. Here's the thing, Russ. If you went anywhere but Seattle, people would think call you Ciara's husband. Like, that's just a matter of a fact. Like, he has – let me draw a parallel for you. I feel like him and Dane Willard are living the same life right now. The only difference, Dane Willard doesn't have an NBA championship like Russ has an NFL championship. They believe they're underappreciated. They're not in a market that's fully exposed. Let's be honest. Everyone on the East Coast outside of Steelers fans didn't watch that game. They were in bed sleeping. Or and the fact that you have to. <laughs> um, and the fact that you have to walk out and be a part of the coin toss in the overtime. Come on. The, the, the identity has gone. I think Russ is playing trade me type thing. Like, I, I don't know what he's doing. He did lose a mentor that was really close to him in terms of his mental coach. So there's that. Um DK Metcalf, listen, just go out of bounds. Come on, the ball gets punched out. You waste real time. It takes a fifth string wide receiver to actually run the ball back and give you a chance to even tie that game. I think they got out coached. Um, Jamal Adams, last thing I'll end with, if I'm Ken Norton Jr., I don't let that guy play safety. I put him in the box, and he's he's got a new position, K-Win. It's called Blitzer. Literally, I would call you just say, hey, blitzer, and you go in, you blitz any way, shape, or form. I don't care. Just blitz the quarterback because I'm auditioning you in that hopefully a team sees enough out of you in that position to want to take on that contract we just gave you because he, he's not the guy for us, especially in the NFC West where safeties need to cover. You look at it, Buda Baker, Jalen Thompson, Arizona, they're, they're phenomenal because they're good in coverage. Jamal Adams, one-trick pony. Blitzer, and he's not working. For, he's, he can go work for Santa during the uh, be one of his reindeer too during the Christmas years. So that's that's my take on Seattle, where Geno Smith played okay. I mean, it is what it is. It's a joke. I love your Dame Dillard analogy with Russ. I think you're right. A superstar in a small market, not enough media exposure, and that's why they both want out. And the Seahawks are going to have an interesting dilemma on their hands. Three and a half weeks from now, what are they going to do this year, but also next year? Are they going to keep Russ and rebuild around them, or they're going to get rid of him? And I think the same can be said for the Trailblazers. Dame's going to give Chauncey Billups the benefit of the doubt, but come next year in the springtime, he's going to probably want out because their prime is shrinking, and they want to win, and Russ wants to win again. So I could see them both out of the Pacific Northwest, which would be a big blow. 
And and to draw an even deeper analogy there, you look at the Western Conference, Dame's not making it out of the Western Conference with the team that he has and the teams that are also in that conference. He's going to have to go east. Uh, same thing with Russ. He plays in a division with Stafford, Kyler, um, Garoppolo, Trey Lance. I mean, those are good defenses, right? If you, if you put Russell Wilson on the Colts, they could win the NFC South. Or excuse me, AFC South and challenge for that title. They're not they're not coming out of the division with the team that they have anytime soon. With the trajectory that the Rams and the Cardinals have, sorry, Russ, you're gonna have to go elsewhere, which I think he does. I agree with you. Great transition here. We got 10 minutes before our guest picker coming on, and it was bye week in the Bay Area. The 49ers did not lose because it was a bye week. And coming out of the bye week, what are we talking about? We're talking about DeForest Buckner, his homecoming. If you remember, in 2020, the Niners had to make a decision on what they were going to do. They traded Buckner to the Colts. They wheeled and dealed. They ended up with two draft picks. They got Ken Law and they got Ayuk. Ken Law's been hurt. Ayuk has been on the back of a milk carton, like you would Jeez. say. And now Buckner's saying he would have stayed and taken less money so the Niners didn't go over the cap. And he is back, and he feels disrespected. Wow. The buzzword of this week from K. Win is disrespected. Buckner's coming back, and he's looking to put the heat on the Niners. Who's going to play this week? It's hard to tell because the Niners look like the Browns with their IR injury report. You have Eliza Mitchell. He practiced this week. I think he's coming back. You have Jamichael um, Hasty. He's practicing he's coming back Trent Williams is banged up on the quarterback front no Trey Lance he's still coming back from his knee injury Jimmy seems like he's recovered from his calf injury so Jimmy will play and my last comment about the Niners and the Colts game so the Niners need to win to get to 500 the Colts desperately need to win as well but I want to talk about QBU I'm talking about North Dakota State University, the Bison. the Bison. Carson Wentz starting and Trey Lance. And they have a third quarterback here by the name of Easton Stick, one of the yeah. Chargers backup, QBU, North Dakota State. Wow. Wow. The entire town of Fargo will be in attendance just to watch those two, two face off. Hey, DeForest Buckner. 6'7", 287. If I'm Jimmy Garoppolo, my calf might hurt a little more going in that game because if he's angry, he's, he wears J's too. If you check him out, he wears J's during the game. I wouldn't want that guy angry at me either. I might say, hey, Trey, go go take a lick. You know, go go do the North Dakota State thing. Go do the Bison Duel. What do you have? The Boomer the Boomer Bowl? What is this? Bison Bowl? Bison Bowl. <laughs> this is the Bison Bowl. Okay. So, you know, you're Niners. I don't know, man. Are you flipping a coin? If considering Jimmy can go and Trey can go, is it heads and tails? What are you doing? One each quarter? I don't know. Remains to be seen. That said, either one, I'd be scared of force. All right, let's talk Chargers. Um, you know what? I didn't update, or excuse me. I don't no have Chargers are my team. Sorry. Sorry, I have the Raiders. 
Um, we're going to have Sean Salisbury, and I'm going to hold off on my take on the Raiders until I allow you to give or allow him to give his take. I try to draw an analogy around the Raiders. It's like the, the, the drunk guy at the bar or day drinks, and you're like, wow, I'm feeling good. You know, you go to the bar, and all of a sudden you have two shots, and you're pretty lights out. He gets a cheeseburger in him. All of a sudden he's good. He's back to go again. Takes another shot, drinks a couple shotguns of beer. Boom, he's, you know, hammered. Two o'clock hits. He somehow, you know, pulls it together and, you know, finds a companion and then, you know, ends up throwing up at the the apartment, but then finds his way out. And it, it's, a, it's a mess. It's an absolute mess. Like I said, the only thing the Raiders have going for him is Teddy Bridgewater wasn't on their team. Last week, who do they have this week? Are they on a BYE? No. Am I right there? The, um, oh, they got the Eagles. Eagles. At home. Um, I would you know say what? the I Raiders be... are like beer goggles. Like, oh, wow. There you it's go. a good-looking girl over there when you're drinking. But when you're not drinking, Easy. not so much. That's what the Raiders look like. <laughs> They're deceptive. <laughs> They're sneaky. They look good sometimes. I have a daughter now. Other days, I have a... they look bad. <laughs> That's my favorite. Okay, we'll we'll run with it. Let's let Salisbury get his take though. Go ahead on with your Chargers if you want. Thirty-four to right. six loss, dominating win for the Ravens. They change it up. They mix packages. They blitz. The Chargers didn't know what was hitting them, and the Ravens just shut down the high-powered Chargers offense. Herbert threw for under 200 yards. Mike Williams, Keenan Allen didn't do much. Eckler, I think he had, he was either six carries for seven yards or seven carries for six yards. I want to say this. My yak in Cabo was greater than Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. I'm not talking about yards after catch. I'm talking yards after Corona. Because <laughs> I was all over the place making moves. I wasn't held down by COVID. I got tested, and don't worry, folks. I'm in the clear. That's good. Good. The Chargers, they might need a little Mexico. They might need a little Cabo to get away from all of this because when they bounce back and come back in week nine, they've got the Pats. Or excuse me, in week eight, they got the Pats at SoFi. So they just yeah. forget about it. Take a break. Exactly. Come go back, clear. Regroup. Go clear your head, Herbert. Go. Go get some sun. I mean. I've, like I said, I've been at MIT Bank Stadium or whatever. It's 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 a it's a tough place to play. Like Baltimore as it is, um, it's not LA, right? Just go get some sun. You're right. Get a little vitamin D in you. Trust me. Hit the hit the banana, the the banana. What's what are the what were those guys riding? The banana, banana sled. Yeah, the banana boats. Go hit those up. Put your sunglasses on. Rip around. You got a week off. All right, let me talk about the 6-0 and cards. Uh, won the turnover battle. Won the time of possession. Fortunately for Kyler, he didn't spend his offseason doing insurance commercials like Baker Mayfield did, who forgot how they could play the game of football. Uh, Cleveland was battered up. Cards have a lot of, I mean, they have, knock on wood, they haven't got hurt. Everyone's been healthy for the most part for the cards, and you can see it. Trio that we continue to talk about, Byron Murphy, Jalen Thompson, Buddha Baker, holding things down. Byron Murphy has three interceptions this year. Buddha's got one. Jalen Thompson is third in the team in tackles. David Collins hasn't had to step in and step up um, all that much. Vance Joseph has done a 
great job as a defensive coordinator. He needs some credit. He got pushed out of uh, Denver, but I think combo of him and then J.J. Watt bringing leadership to that team. It's just a different defense. We had uh, Bo or Clancy on, they'd say the same thing. It's a different defense. They're not giving up big plays. And they're, turning them, or they're getting the t- other teams to turn the ball over. Um, Browns are – they didn't wake up feeling dangerous, like my shirt says. I don't know where it went. I think it's at the goodwill. But um, that team is injured as all could be. And the cards aren't. They weren't. So 6-0. and Cards. Tyler, MVP. What's your take? My take is they just – Oh, trade. wait, 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 wait. Let me just say this, too. They got the Texans coming up. So if you watch Davis Mills try to play the game of football at Italy and you're playing in a survivor league and you haven't picked the Cardinals, this is the week to pick the Cardinals because Davis Mills looks like Jared Goff with beard goggles on trying to throw the football right now. I didn't take with you. No, no, I get it. I was just going to also say, I thought you were going to say something after that because J.J. Watt and Hopkins are playing against their old team, the Texans. They're going to want to have something for them. So I like that call and that pick of the Cardinals if you haven't picked them in last man standing. And you know what I love about the Cardinals? Minus 17 and a half. Wow. The Cardinals went out and made a big trade last week. I think it was last Saturday. They got Zach Ertz from Philly. Welcome, Ertz. Yeah. So he wasn't eligible to play on Sunday against the Browns because he played on Thursday night. Because he had already played. But he's practiced today. He's practiced this week. And I'm interested to see how they fit him into their offense. Because if you look at the Cardinals, maybe it's because they haven't had a prolific tight end. Sorry, Dan Arnold of the past. Um, But usually they go with a lot of four wide receiver sets. You know, you've got Hopkins, you've got A.J. Green, you've got Kirk, and then who else? you got Rondell Moore. So it'll be interesting to see how Ertz fits into that system and if they'll go more with trips or three wide receivers. Um, but I love the pickup. It's aggressive. He's been there. He's played in big games. He's big in the Super Bowl. It'll be interesting to see how he'll fit into Kingsbury's air raid offense. Maybe he can stay in one of Cliff's guest rooms in his Paradise Valley mansion until he can settle. Uh, yeah, whatever you do, stay at Old Town, Zach. Um <laughs> I mean, we've seen too many people fall to the uh, the troubles of Old Town. All right. We want to wrap up with who? We good? I think we're good. Why don't you we check uh, the chat and uh, check the lines? I'm going to see if one of our guests has texted us yet. There, there he, he is. is. Right on time. I don't. Is that a Rick Vaughn hat? hat. It looks like it's from, yeah, Major League. Rick Vaughn. The Rick Vaughn You guys got me? Yeah, yeah we can you. hear you. Can you hear us? I, I got you now. Yeah. How are you, fellas? Great. Good. We were just talking about your hat. Is that Major League, Rick Vaughn? Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't know if I should wear this or my, I'm a diehard Red Sox fan. So as a uh, Red Sox fan, they're struggling a little bit. Yeah. Sean, if I call that a dad hat, will you take offense? Because it's a solid dad no, hat. No, I don't, I, I don't get offended by that. I have about 400 <laughs> hats, and this is the closest one. 
I should put my Red Sox hat on to see if they get some mojo going after they got their ass kicked tonight again. But I'll take it. I am a dad, man. Yeah. I got some dad jokes. Ben's a new dad as well. I got a three-week-old, so so I got to diversify my uh, my hat game. Is it your first? Yes. That's why you don't see a dad hat on me yet. I haven't earned it. Give it time, brother. (laughs) Give it friggin' time. You'll see. I'll be making fun of your ass shortly. I raised three. I've, I've earned this hat. There you go. You said you wouldn't take offense, Sean. You said you well, I'm not offended. I am not offended. Listen, man. I, I live where the dad jokes reign, brother. I'm in. <laughs> so, Sean, we got you to do our pro pick em. Uh yep. But I, I, I want you takes on a few things because I caught your take. Uh, so we cover six teams. On, on uh, that's the Raiders, the Cardinals, the Chargers, the Rams, the Hawks, and the Niners. So it's predominantly West Coast. Right. That part. But uh, let me let me get your take on what happened in Las Vegas, and I want to summarize because I was actually I actually listened to your take. I think um, what happened in that locker room before the game, if you've heard the term "win one for the Gipper," no one was sitting around saying, "Let's go win one for Gruden." But I, I want your take on what that locker room probably feels like. And then uh, also, who who do you think is going to be the next head coach, Britney Spears or Celine Dion of the Las Vegas Raiders? <laughs> they both have a residency there, if I'm not mistaken. Don't rule out J-Lo cheap, either. One of those TGC yeah. dads also that would probably go and listen to <laughs> Celine for about two hours, right? Um, I, you know, for me, that locker room, guys, is – um, I've known John a long time. I'm not like we've never gone out and had a beer, but you know, through the business of being in, whether it's interviewing and running into him. And he's always treated me well. I think, let me just set this tone first off. I think that John, in this case, um, actually, I think there's a part of John that, 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 that believes that he may be bigger than what he was doing. Does that make sense? So you get to the point where you feel indestructible. He's, He's everywhere, everywhere he's been from the time as a young assistant to a young head coach to a Super Bowl champion to Monday Night Football. I'm not saying it's okay, but you can see where he's like, hell, I can do anything I want. And we, it's well documented and we know what he did. You can like John Gruden as a person and have, you know, want grace for him and want him to overcome. Because he's obviously going, he's going to hit some rock bottom here, guys. He just is. Yeah. Um, you can still like him as a human and look at his at his emails and say, this is insensitive horseshit. It's not one, yeah. it's a too long. So, and I'm not a guy that gets easily offended, but I would understand reading this why somebody would say, I mean, you're hitting every every single thing you can hit. John was knocking down like bowling pins with this email, right? But that's for people to judge on their own. And I'm not telling you or anybody what, to, what they should feel. In that locker room though, you know, going into it, very rare guys, most of the best relationships I had in my career or that most players that I talk to have are not with the head coach. Now I was fortunate. I had Bobby Ross and I had Denny Green and Jerry Burns that I loved all of them and respected them. But on a day-to-day basis, it's that assistant coach, you're building a relationship with your quarterback coach, your running back coach, your coordinator, Brian Billick for me, or Ralph Friedgen or Kevin Gilbride or any of those guys uh, that, you, that you're that Mike Riley that are, that are around, right? You're around every day. So mm-hmm. I would imagine that locker room was filled with guys, uh, <clears throat> a few different tiers. One, 
guys that didn't give two shits about John Gruden that wanted to win for themselves and their teammates, <laughs> honestly. Because John is, listen, he's a grinder. And, you know, John's falling in and out of love with quarterbacks. I don't mean it in sense of just a fact. Put it this way, the same at times of, uh, is it maybe is it abrasive, harsh? Um, and, and I know sometimes he's funny with the scowl and the hype. The same abrasive approach John has had to criticizing players or guys he's been with is, is the same. I would imagine some feel about him, about his coaching style at times, right? I mean, let's face facts. Mm-hmm. And John, since he's come back, has, has had to learn that this we, we don't do what we did back in 1995 and 2001. I mean, it's a different game, some of the base, but you got to be willing to adjust like you ask your players to. John knows X's and O's. I think he's probably the offensive mind and the head coaching thing sometimes don't mix the way that yeah. I think John would like to be going. But I think that locker room, guys, it comes down to this. Most players don't play for their head coach. They want to, they want to win. Most players play for the dude standing next to them. And, yeah. and when you hear guys say, I'll run through a wall for a head coach, get the fuck out of here. You ain't run through a wall for a head coach. Because <laughs> you're, 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 you're not running through a wall. But you want to win for them because it's a respect and he's the guy who's your supposed leader. But the truth is, I don't need pregame speeches or do when, when you're walking out there, the first thing you did say is, yep, got that one for the Gipper. You usually say, yeah. man, my offensive lineman busted their ass there. What an unbelievable mm-hmm. job Derrick Henry in Tennessee did carrying the ball there or Josh Jacobs in Oakland or in, in Las Vegas. So I, I would imagine it's hard because you got to deal with all the questions that people are asking you. But you still got to prepare. That's your job. You get paid. They weren't going to cancel the game because John Gruden got in trouble. So you know what they rallied. Now the one thing, guys, we know the game after these kind of things happen or somebody gets hurt, you got to have the backup coming in play. Then you settle in. It's like the backup quarterback comes in and I've been in a situation where you have one, your first game, you're like, fuck, man, I'm lights out. I threw for 400. <laughs> then you got to sustain, sustain it for three, four, five, six, seven, eight weeks. And it's different, the sustaining. And, and that, that kind of, it's like, oh, man, we're fired up. And then once somebody punches you in the mouth, the response you got to make is like, oh, I got to fight back. So I would imagine there's guys who love John and were battling and wish he wasn't gone. I'm sure there's guys who say, I don't really care. John Gruden, this, this, this. And other guys that are saying, man, I, I, my coach, I mean, if you're, if, if you're in a situation where you're um, Carl Nassib, you're like, well, wh- who, who is he? Is he yeah. a guy who loves me because I'm a teammate of his and he's here and he's coaching me? And I look through that and judge him by me, not by what everybody else is saying. Or do I judge him by the emails and is, I mean, how am I? Yeah. So I can understand where your feelings, even, you know, it's not macho, I guess, to say your feelings hurt, but you're, you're allowed to have your feelings hurt too because you put your trust in the guy. So yeah. I like John and I think he's going to, he's going to go through some rock bottom. Um, but like I said, I've never sat down and had a two hour conversation over a beer with him and those players each individually, I can guarantee you there's 53 guys in the locker room are not crying over it. There may be a few that are bummed. There may be five that wish he was still there. There may be 25. And there may be some that said, Coach Passage is our new guy. We're going to rally with him. Truth is, every single one of them knows if they don't do their job, whoever the next coach is going to replace their ass. That's just the way this thing yeah. works. So, and as far as the new head coach, guys, I, I mean, I know it's a this is a lightning rod topic, and I'm trying to answer it how. And, you know, guys, are, you know how locker rooms and friends are. Heck, we could all three go to a place, and we may look at a concert and say, that guy sucked. I love the drummer. I didn't love the drummer. We all think it three <laughs> different ways. And Neil Peart's coming back to life and still banging it for Rush. And we're all like, think three different things. But, but the next head coach, guys, I would imagine 
what we usually do in this situation is find a guy 180 degrees different from the guy that was hired. Maybe it'll be yeah. a defensive guy. Maybe it'll be a guy who's more, you know, less hype. I mean, when it comes to the facial expressions and John Gruden and he's that, and it may be somebody, it's not a big name, but I think the Davis family may like it. And coach Basachi may win it. We usually don't keep interim coaches. We don't. That's usually yeah. the case. And so you're battling that uphill, but guys rally around, you win and you, and you hope that you get the opportunity. But I, I, I could give you a bunch of names to look at, like a Brian Dable. I think Brian Dable's a fantastic yeah. coach in Cleveland. Look what he's done with Joe. You're looking for a developer, right, guys? You don't have to recruit yeah. guys now like you do in college. A developer, a Joe Brady, who's like John Gruden was, not the same attitude, but 20 years ago when John was young and breaking yeah. in and innovative. I would look – we're in such an offensive league, guys, and I'm going to tell you what's even more important to me than the head coaching hire. The head coaching hire is important. He'll get all the credit is the staff he put together. I'm just yeah. telling you, and whether it's at LSU or Southern Cal in college, these big jobs, or Florida State, if that job comes available, or a, a job like the Raiders, it, the staff you hire, in my opinion, the head coach will set the culture and turn it over to the staff. The staff you hire will dictate how successful you are, unless you just got a coach who's friggin' clueless. A good staff will make a difference. I didn't know. Gilby, Gilby, Gilby coached you? Or no, yeah. Dave Gilbertson? Gilby. No, uh, He's a coup. No, I have my, my, my coach, my head coaches were Bobby Ross and Danny Green and Jerry Burns uh, were mine. Kevin Gilbride was a coordinator for me. Uh, uh, there you go. He coached me one time. Yeah. Okay. All right. I got my Vegas out of the way, K Wynn. Don, you, you brought up USC. And you were a de uh -oh. decorated player at USC, so I feel like we have to ask this question. Who Please. would you like to see get the USC head coaching job? Me. No. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I, don't, I, don't want, I don't want to go have to go. I mean, I, they let somebody else who wants to go shake hands and kiss babies and do all that. I'll let them be the head coach. I just want to be – I want to coach their quarterbacks and help with the offense and get back to – and I've been to oh, the old school days. The truth is I don't really want old school days at SC. The days of, and I've said this, guys, you better find a head coach. I don't know who that is, guys. You know the James Franklins. We're going to hear all those names, right? We, we can sit here and who, who, who those guys are. Franklin, Lane Kiffin, you know, your Bill O'Brien. You're going to hear name after name, the names, right? And then there'll be some sneak ones say, who's that? Ooh, I like him. I'll tell you what, a guy like Mark Carrier who's coached in the league, right? Or a Deion Sanders who's got energy who would know how to recruit. Yeah. Or Jack Del Rio. But it doesn't have to be a Trojan, guys. We saw Pete Carroll as a coach come in there. Pete Carroll was not a USC Trojan, but you look at Pete Carroll now as a USC Trojan. It's not like he was, you know, like our athlete. You, you played there. You coached there. You're the head coach there. You're in the athletic director. I don't think it has to be like that now. I come from a university. Now, it wasn't in mine. I come from a, a family that if I didn't get a scholarship to USC, my ass wouldn't have been anywhere near there other than to, I guess, try to go to a fraternity party during spring break. But, and good, good, enough, good enough grades, but not enough money. So, unfortunately, I had a skill set to get me in. But our alumni, and I mean this affectionately, but also it's kind of a wake-up call. Our alumni, we, we are spoiled and we are uh, archaic in our approach at times. And we think that there's an entitlement that goes with it that, Oh, you're the SC head coach. And I understand the big donors. That's not, it's not, I'm not, it's not in a bad way, but they got to get out of their head just like former players do. 
Now, see, we as former players, let's bring back student body. Right? Let me tell you what a, what a kid that's being recruited by USC doesn't give one shit about. He doesn't know I played. He doesn't know that Matt Leiner was a Heisman Trophy winner in 2004 or five, whenever it was. They may still know Reggie Bush and the guys on TV. Do you honestly think that a kid right now, if I came to you and said, into your living room, I said, here's the priorities. Student body right, Oregon uniforms or name, image, and likeness. <laughs> what do you think comes in last place? Student body right, right? They don't even know what that is. Oh, dude, they want to know, can we play on Sundays? How's my name, image, and likeness? And USC should be the number one name, image, and likeness school in the country, period, where it's located, private school, the history. That's not arrogant. That's just fact. And then, then they want to know if they can, they're can. they going to play on Sundays. And all those things that they can put rings on and what the uniforms are going to look like. We don't put names on the back of our jerseys there. Maybe they want them. And then you say, well, hey, man, you remember when Marcus Allen, guys, and I know this for a fact because I've done, I coach kids at quarterbacks all over the country. Now, I want you guys to imagine this, and it's not a knock on the kid. It's just where we are in society with these 17 high school juniors and seniors. I'm coaching a camp, and there's 25 of my quarterbacks are in there. And I privately train them, too, and I said, how many people in here know who Johnny Unitas is? One kid raised his hand. No idea. I said, how many people know who Marcus Allen is? A couple, one, there was a kind of Eric Dickerson. I'm just naming teammates of mine that are some of the best men and players of all time. They had no idea. They had no, no idea. So I made the kids go back and write me a paragraph for the next day about Johnny Unitas, about him, whether it's the black cleats, the high tops, his number. Tell me something. And the reason I did that is not to be get off my lawn old school guy, but just to give him a sense. And that's where we are, guys. A 17-year-old yeah. does not know. Matter of fact, do you honestly think the 17-year-old high school quarterback in Texas, if his dad's not like a big old school football fan or his mom, if I say Joe Montana, do you think he'd be able to tell me five things about Montana? No. This is the second greatest, or even Elway, this is the second greatest quarterback of all time, Montana. And, yeah. and, and they wouldn't. So we got to get a guy, and I don't know who that is, guys. I really don't. That recruits and keeps the guys within a 150-square-mile radius in Los Angeles. That they don't go to Oregon or Alabama. Think about the three top quarterbacks, three of the top players in the country. Corral, uh, the, the right, Ohio sure. State. And Bryce Young in Ohio State's, why am I losing my mind, uh, C.J. Stroud, all three yep. Southern California guys. They all, they all three yep. there, and they all left the state. So that can't happen. So a guy who can recruit, a guy who understands name, image, and likeness, a guy who can recruit the parent. Uh, we don't need to worry about, oh, the history. We, we wear black cleats here, and we run student body right, and we're going to wear you out and run it 70 times and hand it and throw it 12. No, 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 that, that's, you don't win that way. But there's got to be a sense of physicality. You can't win without Alabama's physical. Georgia is the most physical team on the planet. Hell, they're more physical than the Atlanta Falcons. So you got to have that, but you better, you better have a playmaker at quarterback, and you better have a play caller that knows how to run it when needed, but knows how to spread it out. So you can't just do – guys, even the, the only teams that line up and run it every down are the military academies now. Other than that, yep. people – even if you're dominant, you're throwing 30, 35 times a game. So you got to be able to do both. But you better be able to recruit, keep kids home, and understand name, image, and likeness. We'll, hey, let us old school players worry about tradition and, and, man, this is how we did it at SC. Let them get in the building, and then we'll teach them tradition. You don't need to sell tradition. USC should sell itself, but it's in <clears> danger <throat> of losing that if we don't start winning again. Hey, Sean, I think um, you had one more take. You, you said you guys need some dogs, and I agree with you. I'm going to throw out one name that I, I, I look at USC and I think of as a dog. 
So there's junior, junior guys like Junior Seau, right, that just flew around, hit the shit out of people. Another guy is a guy like Brian Cushing. And the guy would go up and hit you in the face, get a bloody nose, spit out the blood and do it again. And I, I agree with you. As USC goes, the Pac-12 goes. Right. And if, if you're not up and you're not recruiting kids and you're not putting the proverbial fence around, you know, L.A. and SoCal, everyone else benefits. You're right. You got no it's, shot. Uh, yep. You got no right. shot. You're right. Yep. You're right. Yep. Okay, Wayne, get in the picks. Real quick, one, one last thing about this, guys, and I, I don't mean to – take too much no. of your time and I'm, I'm honored to be on with you guys is the best when you lose those dogs you're talking about you mentioned like Cush and you mentioned Junior God rest his soul is one of my yeah. favorite and best friends in the world is the guy who when the coach says we're going to back off leadership says oh, the fuck we are yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean here's mm-hmm. how we play and here's and it's not just Southern Cal it's at Texas hell look at it, Florida State and Miami when they when we're flashing the you now we're giving the Trojan victory signal. It's like yeah, really. They walk down the tunnel. They're they're not intimidated waltzing in to see Ray Lewis anymore because you know what I mean. It's same thing at SC. Yeah. They walk in our Coliseum tunnel like, who? Oh, oh, you guys got your ass kicked by Stanford by three more touchdowns. Okay, not disrespect to Stanford, but that's how they see it. So yeah, dogs is the best way to put it. And they don't. We need the bite and the dog, not just the bark, right? We don't need the yep. the, po- the poodle dog. We need the great Dane yeah. Doberman Pinscher pit bull dog, and we'll get him. The coach just must understand that the fence has got to be around Southern California, and you also got to keep a smaller fence around Texas, and maybe a smaller one in Florida. Yeah. Steal one of those guys. <laughs> but there's enough. There's enough to go around in, in, in Southern California. I'm excited. I always root for my team, but let's face facts. We are nothing but a guy as opposed to that guy right now, and there's a big difference. So, Sean, when we see six first-round draft picks, I would say not consecutive years, but every other year come out of USC, we'll know to credit you in the future because you'll be a phenomenal QB coach. Well, you, you can credit me if I'm on staff getting paid. If not, it's just me yelling <laughs> and screaming with a mic on my chest. There you go. <laughs> All right, eight's the number. Let's explain the game, K. Wade. Eight's the number, Sean. Okay, Sean. We have a guest each week, each Wednesday, and we have ten games. And the guest picks a winner in each of the ten games. Uh, it's straight up. It's money line. It's no spread. So um, I'm going to go through the games. You're going to tell us who wins. And if you get more than eight, you will be the leader on the no filter WST podcast leaderboard. So are you ready to go through the games? Do yeah, you uh, do. I win a T-shirt with your guys like the character. No, Bernsey agreed to make you a majority owner of the company. So just well, fucking Bernsey's <laughs> a wise man. There you go. <laughs> so if you don't get the QB job, you're gonna have to run the company. So and I, you, I, you yeah, could... I'm gonna tell Bernsey you guys put that on paper and it's a guarantee. <laughs> and Bernsey co-signed it. So there we go. Guarantee. Right, so what you got? Okay, so ten games. I got to get eight or better. Eight ties. Not eight. Eight puts me in the lead or ties. Eight ties, but we have a tiebreaker at the end. So depending okay. on how you do the tiebreaker, you could come up winner. All right. All right. So week seven. All right. We start with the Thursday night game. We've got Denver in Cleveland playing the banged up Cleveland Browns. These these games reek of backup quarterback, five, six guys hurt. Nobody's gives them a chance. Baker's hurt all chatter. Denver has struggled recently. I know Teddy's effective and at times looks spectacular, but they don't 
in Denver. They, 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 nobody wants to label him a franchise guy that seems like Teddy's that guy you're always trying to replace, but so is Case Keenum, right? And, and they're both really solid. Um, and I root for guys like this, like Case Keenum, because I was Case Keenum, right? Back up <laughs> at the start, hoping you get it on a regular basis. Uh, Cleveland, it's at home, if I'm not mistaken, in Cleveland. Um, yeah. Cleveland wins this game. It'll, it, what's going to happen is Case Keenum's going to play well enough where you're going to get the Baker naysayers, Ooh. and I'm a Baker Ooh. supporter, ch- a little bit of chirp, right? Something will happen. Yeah. I like Cleveland at home, a strip sack fumble on a short field. Case Keenum, uh, the, I've seen this movie before, Cleveland at home. Yeah. All right, next game, Sean. Casey, my wife's a Kansas City fan. She's from Hayes, Kansas, in Nashville play the Titans who are coming off a big win against the Bills. Well, of course the Titans are going to win. Uh, yeah. here, here's, the, here's the deal for me. If Patrick Mahomes isn't a member of the Kansas City Chiefs, they got one win this year. Now you think about that. I agree. And, and I am, guys, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, I hold him in the highest regard. But I can tell you this, I think they're overrated in 2021. I do. Mm-hmm. Now, if Mahomes isn't being magical, now when I say over at Kelsey, and they've got weapons. But Derrick Henry might rush for 290. Okay, this <laughs> might. And I'm, I'm being a, a bit overboard. The key is, can you play play action? I think this is a fourth quarter game. Now, the smart person in me would say, take, uh, take Kansas City because it's Mahomes, and Mahomes always finds ways. I think they're going to limit possessions. I think Tennessee feeds off this. Play action can become pro- – you have no choice if you're a defense like the Kansas City Chiefs right now <laughs> but to bring guys up around the line scrimmage and say – Screw it. I have to sell out to Derrick Henry. You just do. And you know yeah. what's scary is that you can put eight people up there, block seven of them. Der- Derrick Henry brings his own blocker. He'll take care of the eighth dude himself. I think this is if you can pressure Mahomes a little and give me some red zone success. This one's tough on me. As I looked at the games, uh, Mahomes is always the lean because he's the better quarterback. And all things being equal, I usually take the better quarterback. I think overall right now, Minus the quarterback, Tennessee's the better team. They control more clock, make enough plays. Derrick Henry continues his quest for another huge season and to lead the league in rushing. I got Tennessee in a three, four-point game. I like Tennessee at home. Sean, Oklahoma drill. Derrick Henry on one side. Daniel Sorensen on one side. Who wins? Let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> Daniel Sorensen, and as much as Sorensen's is a bad man, he better he better bring a good supply of body bags with him because Derrick Henry ain't losing <laughs> Derrick 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 Henry ain't losing to Ray Lewis Jack Lambert and Ray Nitschke and then Sorensen. Matter of fact, he may roll them down one by one. No, that'd be that would actually be a fun battle, and that's why we don't do Oklahoma drill anymore because we don't want two dead guys on the field. Right? <laughs> oh, and the truth is, you know, so here's Sorensen, a big stud. You know, Derrick Henry's bigger than he is. Think about, I mean, oh, yeah, think about Henry's like six. Don't don't buy the hype that Derrick Henry's like six four two twenty two. Your ass, dude's an Eminem away from two sixty, and we all know it. And he's got wiggle, and he's a monster. Yeah, that's an outside linebacker playing running back. It's a freak show. I would love to see that though. If you can arrange it, dude, I'm flying in to watch that. And that's <laughs> worth a four quarter game just to watch those two get it on. Uh, I, I would not. That might be an overtime just, tiebreaker at some point. Oh, UA line. It's the first guy up, not the first guy down that wins <laughs> yeah. that one. Uh, that would be a fun one. I got Tennessee at home, guys. I think Tennessee wins this Okay. Game. Right. Well, the next battle we have is Zach Wilson against Mac Jones. Ooh. We've got the Jets Jeez. versus the Patriots. 
Man, I, I, I believe both of them are going to be really good guys. I think we're, I think we have a really good, these five rookies are good. Now you got to see the forest through the trees, the forest through the trees with Zach Wilson, because he makes some throws guys. That you go, okay, I get it. You just got to build around him. Right. And he'll make a few in this game. Belichick's miserable on these kind of on, on quarterbacks that aren't familiar. He makes it miserable on them. Now they've got some things they got to fix as well. Judon's, you know, is getting after it. And Mac Jones is accurate. The accuracy wins out on the, the wow factor. Oh my gosh, Zach Wilson explosive play. The consistency of, of Mac Jones wins this. I got the, the New England Patriots take Patriots. care of their business. Bill's not losing again, at least this week. Okay. All right. Uh, I think Daniel Jones, I don't know how he cleared concussion protocol after that showing last week. Unbelievable. Uh, it's unbelievable. Sam Darnold, Carolina, Joe Brady's offense, somewhat of a resurgence up and down. Carolina at the New York Giants. Who do you got? Carolina, I think, responds this week, but I'm not comfortable with this pick. This is going to be the one that's either going to win me the, the, this week or lose me. Uh, it, listen, the hit on Daniel Jones, it makes you think, man, that's a lot of protocol to go through to get back on the field. And that poor guy since he walked off Duke's campus, Giants fans, as if he was the fault of being drafted there. Like, hey, how did you draft yourself? Uh, and he's a – hell, you line him up, he may be the fastest quarterback in the league, in truth. Mm -hmm. That's saying something when you think about the dudes he's running against. Oh I, I think Carolina gets back to a little bit more pressure and gets after a little bit and causes you, – you can turn them over. I, I think Darnold, with more work with Joe Brady, picks it up. Now, the running game, obviously, the McCaffrey situation, tough times. I'm gonna. I'd say Darn will make a few more plays than Jones, and their defense will make a few more stops. Close game, ugly looking game, but uh, but Carolina. I'll take Carolina on the road in this one. I, I, the Giants are probably what is what's like a three point fade. I know it's we're not against the spread. It can't be much more than a touchdown. I mean a field goal. Yeah, I, I like hold on, to, I'll get you there. Just just you know, so I think it's pretty equal. A pick them. To be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it, well, they got it's a six point favorite if you play the line. Uh, Carolina minus three. Oh, okay, Carolina. Okay, I'm taking uh, I'm taking Carolina with the win. I think they'll go in there winning a close one, ugly, but they'll win. Okay. All right. Moving on to the afternoon games, we got Philly in Las Vegas playing the Raiders. Raiders. They'll continue to respond. Um, I, <laughs> this uh, this is my lifelong favorite. My my lifelong Raider fan. Maybe this is more emotional pick for me just because I want him to win. But as long as you don't let Hurts be two dimensional. Beat you with both. You you got a chance, man. I don't care if it's his feet or his arm. He's a good player, uh, and Philadelphia has some things. But they, there's some questionable de questionable decisions made there. Derek Carr, he'll, he'll be the best offensive player on the field. Raiders win at home. They'll take care of their business at home. I don't know how handily it'll be, but they'll put some points on the board. As long as Hertz doesn't have an out of body experience, he's a good player. They may even be able to turn it over one or two times. I got the Raiders. The stat of the week we under today is Trayvon Diggs has more touchdowns than Miles Sanders. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that, that to me, it's one of the guys, we have baffling things going on. And, P, you know, like, well, Brandon Ayuk somehow is in the doghouse in San Francisco. And I don't, I don't, we're all trying to figure out what happened and can he get out and, and what's going to make, make it more easier on the quarterbacks and Debo Samuel there. And it's the same thing with Miles Sanders. I don't, I, I mean, Broadcasters are screaming to the high heavens on the broadcast. Fans, I don't know what's happening, but it'd be nice if they actually give their best player 
in the backfield the ball and, and get him involved. <laughs> but we'll see if Sirianni has a, has a clue here. But yeah, that is an alarming stat that it. <laughs> and Diggs may outscore them all year long, too. <laughs> and I ain't talking Stefan Diggs either. So yeah, uh, I, I, got, I, got, I got the Raiders in this one. I'm not real sure which way the Philadelphia franchise is headed. I think they're in for – I'm really not because I, I still – I don't know if they know where they're headed. And if you don't have a plan, keep an eye on the trade deadline. That'll, that, I will yeah. tell you that. Yeah, I think there's going to be some things cooking with them and the Hawks. All right, Sean, so – Here's here's the statement. You can tell me if this is false or false. Jared Goff is coming back to an organization to play against an organization in which he led them to a Super Bowl this week. The back. Lions Lions take on the Rams. Did you say he led them to a Super Bowl? That <laughs> you statement? caught that. All right. I, yeah. I, listen, I I respect Jared Goff, but you know, as Dan is uh, you know, Dan Campbell, he's got to do more. That's the price you pay to, when you're paid the money and the burden you bear. Exactly the reason why Sean McVay moved on, because he didn't think they could get, you know, get you to January, get you to February. Can't win in February. Now, they're a long way from January and February in Detroit, as we know. I think, I think this is the guarantee of the week that the Rams <laughs> win this football game. If you're, you know, I, I pick a guarantee of the week on my show. And this, to me, this is a full-blown – now I'm sure he has a bone to pick and why that I know there's mutual respect, but you know, Sean admitted that he didn't maybe didn't handle it as well as he could. And he's a uh, but he went out and got the quarterback he wanted. I think this is a an ass kicking through and through. I don't think it's close. And I would call it a false statement to say he led them to the Super Bowl. He led them you, right Sean. out of the victory, too. So now and I Thank respect you. Jared. I respect Jared, but the biggest upgrade this offseason has gone from 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 golf to Stafford, and I think it's pretty obvious. Pretty obvious. And this next game might be the second guarantee of the week, in my opinion. You got Houston at Arizona playing the Cardinals. Here's what I want you guys to do. I want you to put it like a grand on a two-team parlay. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the Arizona Cardinals and the and the Rams, okay? Easiest money. Uh, yeah, that, that right there. And I'm dead serious. I, I am going to do it, okay? <laughs> I, I don't see how Kyler Murray doesn't throw a ball. Kyler Murray, you know those little hats you put on when you're a kid and you blow the blowers out at a birthday party? He's yeah. going to hand those out during pregame warm-up to the opposing <laughs> team. And they are, guys, they, they look around like, they're, they're the right fielder at times on the sidelines. They're coaching, chasing butterflies. You know, hey, you put the Little League right fielder out there, and he's, like, tossing up rocks and looking for insects. Like, he didn't want to be there, but his parents wanted him there. It's almost like – and I respect – listen, I live in Houston, but it's got to the point – listen, guys, they play in, like, three days on our morning show today. We didn't give three seconds to the Texans. It was all Astros all the time, right? So, and I, so, so you, you kind of get the priority. I don't think – I think this is a humiliating loss for – you saw what Buffalo did. It's going to be somewhat – now, they'll move the ball better than they did against Buffalo, but Kyler Murray continues his quest for the MVP. And the, the best, the easiest parlay guarantee for me is the Rams and the Cardinals. And parlays suck most of the time, but I think, I, I think that I feel pretty good about this one this week. 
And I'll report back Sean? after I win this for you guys. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sean, if you gave the Texans only three seconds, that's one less second than Davis Mills threw interceptions last week. So I think that's a problem. Yeah, and it'll, and it'll be one less second <laughs> or, or eight less seconds than sacks and turnovers combined <laughs> this week against Arizona. And Kyler Murray's touchdown passes on top of it. We're at double digits. So it's not going to be pretty, guys. And you know, those both those Rams and the Cardinals teams are legitimate January, February threats, as you guys can see. I mean, they're, they're that's my dog. Yeah. See, my dog's even barking, saying, did, did Pops make it a, a <laughs> He's play? right. Bet five grand on that parlay there. Don't screw we're, it up. We're getting, go. we're, we're getting T-bones for dinner. That's right. Chicago. That's right. Justin Fields, the maturation continues somewhat um, going to Tampa Bay to take on the Bucks. Mm-mm. Why you guys keep going? Now it's and I and I think. Do you want to? Do you want to add, add another? Yeah, one? Uh, maybe I'll add a third team to the guarantee, right? <laughs> Tampa, Tampa, Bay's not lo- Tampa Bay's not losing this game, uh, and it's not just going to be because the offense, guys. They'll move Brady and they'll they'll move the ball fine, Tampa, and score their points, guys. It really is fascinating. I know there's not enough adjectives to describe it. What Tom Brady does and is still doing is stupid. Well, put it this way: this is the biggest distance between quarterbacks in NFL history, the age of Brady against Fields. And yeah. they're probably, put it this way, here's a fun bet. What, what, what's bigger, Brady and Fields, the distance between their age or the point spread at the end of the football game? Ooh. That'd be kind of fun. Matter of fact, we should all, we should all have fun. <laughs> that, that, next time together. Justin Fields will give a little trouble because, you know, he can move around and I think he's going to be one hell of a player too. And it's the right move, but from, for, uh, you know, for them to turn the job over to him, if you had to, right. I know the ceiling on Andy Dalton. We don't just, I need to know what Justin Fields and eventually it's going to be the same for Trey Lance. We're seeing the other guys, Lawrence is elevating. Zach Wilson's going to be good. We're fortunate with the Mac Jones with these five young rookie quarterbacks, Davis Mills getting his work from the third round, but yeah, I, I'm convinced that Fields will make a few plays, but eventually the defense will call, they, they, they're, they get after it and they run, man. They're lying to Levante, David, and, and Devin White, they run, and Brady will have his way. I, they're just going to be too much. This is one of those, okay, it's 28 to 13, 30 to 13, they get a 30 to 17, you know, late score. Yeah. I don't think it's close. We'll, we'll see some things we like with Justin Fields, but I think the pressure and forcing him off his mark while he can throw off schedule, I, I like Tampa Bay. This seems like an easy pick to me, too, especially since I believe they're in Tampa, if I'm not mistaken. I like yeah. the Buccaneers. Yeah. Okay, when did you do the same search I did that uh, Justin Field is actually half, exactly half of Tom Brady's age currently? 22, 22 and 44. 44. All right, you guys tell me right now, honestly. What's Ooh, they 22? Win by more? 20. <laughs> yeah. our, our spread is 22 points. Do we win by more? Do, do they win by more than the age difference between Brady and Fields? Seven, seven. I'm I'm going under. I'm I'm gonna go under too. I don't I, think. I, okay. All right. Just for fun. I think I think to your point, you go up. They go up like twenty eight ten. I only put some eighteen. Right. Okay. I'll be the other. Yeah. Unless unless AB hasn't caught a touchdown, Tom wants to be really nice and throw him one towards the end. Maybe who knows. Right. All right. So since you guys both chose, and I would, I was going to say, well, I'm going to take the under as well, but that makes for a boring bet. So it's you two versus me. So since okay. I do believe, I think, I think they win by 17, 18 points. But I'm going to say that 
Brady wants the MVP again this week, and they win like 44 to 10. How's that? Ooh. So I'm going to take the over in this. I'll take the over. I'll take All right, Sean, so how about, about this? When you get nine right and we lose or we win, you have to – Split the majority stake that you take and no filter three ways. We're all Dude, perfect. I, I'm in. We'll do that. We'll fire everybody else. We'll just hog we'll hog it all, right? <laughs> we'll hire Bernsey back on his own. That's a, yeah. Hey, Bernsey, Bernsey, go get me a cup of coffee, bitch. That's what we'll say to him, right? <laughs> Bernsey's got to do Oklahoma against uh, Henry to get back into the executive management yeah. position. Guess what Bernsey would rather do? He'd rather give up the, the no filter than take on as much as Burns. He's a tough ass, and I love it. <laughs> he don't want he don't want Derrick Henry. He'd rather give up the company than take on Derrick Henry, and so would I. So he's smart. Yeah, that's uh that's fair enough bet. So I'm gonna take the over. I'm just gonna, okay. I'm just gonna take a flyer on it. I think you guys will be right, but maybe maybe I get a maybe I get a lucky one this week and a couple defensive touchdowns. John, we're, we're calling this the Bison Bowl. India okay. Sam Fran, <laughs> North Dakota State. Uh, producing NFL quarterbacks as of late. Trey Lance may play. We don't know Garoppolo. It's in San Fran. Indy, Carson Wentz. That division is horrendous. Colts still could win it. T.Y.'s on the back back injured. Michael Pittman Jr. showed up. San Francisco can't figure it out. Ayuk's still on the side of a milk carton. Who you got? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go... Uh... Pains me to say because I've kind of I do some stuff in San Francisco and, and at 95.7 the game and I love the guys there. Lorenzo Neal and I have the conversation every Monday night on our show about this and what the matchups and everything. And I, guys, I, I you know Trey Lance banged up. Jimmy's you know back at it. And I have a lot of respect for him as well. But with the Kittle situation, I'm not sure what they're they're one of the confusing teams because I don't know if they know what their identity is right now. You know I know what Kyle Shanahan wants to do. And they're really, they're not, they're, they're putting, they're, they're giving quarterbacks when it comes to quarterback rating and red, they're actually playing pretty well. I mean, de- decent enough defensively. The problem is they're not forcing turnovers and scoring on defense. You know what I mean? They're near the bottom of the league at, at, at turning the ball over and getting themselves scores. And defenses love to get scores like the Cowboys. Look what, look, look what it's done for the Cowboys with that dynamic offense. And now they're scoring and getting short fields. I, Carson Wentz is starting to look like, we expected him to look. He is. He's starting to play better, and I think Trey Lance is mm-hmm. dynamic. But I don't. I, unfortunately, I don't. Have they announced the starter yet? I think Jimmy's going to start, isn't he? I mean, Lance Jimmy practiced today. Yeah, Trey, yeah, Trey Lance has not practiced today. That, and I think that by the time the end of the week, you got to play the guy because I know as of earlier this week, Trey Lance had not practiced. So Jimmy, yeah. I'm going to say I'm going to say the Colts and keep an eye on Jonathan Taylor too, guys. He's he's getting to another <laughs> level as a running back. He is. I, I think. The Colts get to three and four and start to close the gap. I'm going to take the Colts taking care of San Francisco this week because San Francisco doesn't know their identity, too many injuries, and I'm not sure if Kyle knows what kind of football team he has right now. I'm going to go with the Colts. Monday night game, K. Wynn. Yes, we've got the Saints against the Seahawks. Monday night, who do you like? Talk about a team with no Saints identity. Def- Saints, Saints defense is going to go into Seattle. Seattle, Seattle the 12th. Man, while great fans, doesn't feel the same when Russ Wilson's not on the field, right? It's the 11 and, and a half man right now. That's, that's exactly right. Geno Smith, he'll do a, an admirable job. Sean Payton will limit the throws for – I mean, it's crazy. Jameis, I mean, he's turned him into like a protect-the-football manager. Because Sean knows if you start – it's like that – I'm going to tempt you, Jameis. If we throw 40 <laughs> times, you're going to throw it two other times to that other damn team. Hell no. Yeah. We're going to run it. 
We're going to hit efficient. You're going to continue to protect the ball, and he's done a damn good job of it, Jameis has. We're going to get the ball to Kamara, and we're going to force a few defensive turnovers. The defense is really good. I think that'll end up being the difference in a game. I'm going to take the, the Saints going on the road and winning. I got some road wins this week, guys. Yeah, you I'm do. Some road victories. I, I'm going to teams are traveling. Take the Saints. Yeah, I'm taking the Saints on the road. They're coming off a bye week as well. You know, Parsons yeah. been banged up. Russ Wilson's not the plan. They go as far as Russ goes, and Russ is going to be in street clothes. I'm taking the Saints. Uh, Russ, Russ will still run his two minute drill before the game, and then if there's a coin toss for overtime, he'll still attend that too. That's, uh, that's and, just and Russ. He's probably better than most in street clothes anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> left handed, he might he might come out left handed. Right. We don't know. That's right. Can that's you come right. off the IR early if you're playing with a, a different arm throwing a quarterback? Sean, thanks for the time. That guy. Hold on, we got our tiebreaker. We got our oh, tiebreaker. Tie I always forget the tiebreaker. The Monday night's total points. Saints versus the Seahawks. This is the tiebreaker. 47. 47. There it is. All right, I got a crying child. Sean, it was a pleasure meeting you. I love the dad hat, and uh, I won't be far behind you. I hope, I hope we talk again when you do win that bet. Anytime you guys want. You guys are awesome. Thanks for inviting me on, really. It's awesome. And take care of that yeah. baby. Congratulations. Thanks for letting thanks. me join in. Leslie, great to guys. see you, too. Appreciate it. Thanks, Cheers. guys. Anytime. Cheers. When you get the Cheers. USC Cheers. job, you'll you'll come back on and you'll you'll do the press conference. If I get the show. USC job, you two are coming with me. I don't know what you're going to do, but you're coming with me. I love it. All right.